Welcome to Quadraphonic Podcast, hosted by Al Croft and Dwayne Boyd. Able-bodied is a temporary situation for everyone. Quadraphonic shines a light on issues faced by folks with different levels of ability navigating the live music scene. Welcome back to our second season of Quadraphonic. Hi, I'm Dwayne Boyd, and you just heard my cohort and partner in crime, Al Croft. And we're going to give you a breakdown now of some of the new changes that have been made to our format before we start getting into the crux of discussing what this summer was all about. So for our new format, we're going to have two guests, two different interviews for every episode except for the... We want to hear from you. We want to hear about your experiences with live music, being disabled. Not only Fish, but any band. Please feel free to contact us at quadraphonicpodcast at yahoo.com. So let's discuss that summer 2021. It seems like forever ago, Dwayne. Yeah, um, we've we've been on a little bit a uh, little bit of a hiatus ourselves, trying to get things uh, wrangled to get an episode together. But we finally did it, and you and I are going to talk about the shows we attended over the summer. It was nice to break out of the COVID bubble and get to see our friends. Uh, the, o- the only shows I made it to this summer uh, were at Dick's, and they were absolutely phenomenal. I just, I can't say enough. Uh, it was just great to, um, after being in lockdown, getting out to uh, boogie down hard and hug all our friends. It was amazing. And the fact that you and I got to meet up together, uh, Dick's has become you know, a, a pretty uh, spiritual place for us, to say the least. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Dwayne. Dix has come, become a place where it's magical, but being there with you has made it even more magical for me. Thank you. Thanks, very buddy. Much. I I appreciate that. I mean, when you and I met there for the first time in 2017, I had no idea it was going to turn into you know, a podcast and us doing things together for the disabled community. So it's really important. And I think that what we do um, is more than just having fun. I think that our voices, along with other disabled people, need to be heard. And I'm thrilled that you and I get to be that voice for those who feel that they don't have a voice. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's been Quadraphonic's mission from the start. And we want to keep it going. Got to tell you, man, that first show back at Dick's, just being there was incredible. 
getting to the parking lot and hearing the sound check, it was unreal. You know, of course, we had to deal with showing our vaccination cards and getting the wristband. But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't much of a headache. Fish really took care of us. Oh, they, they um, you know, they always have an incredible attention to detail. And the one, one thing where, where I knew that uh, it was going to be legit is uh, during the, uh, the first day after we got our wristbands, we were sitting in the lot and we were actually listening to soundcheck. Uh, they did a slowed down version of Funky Bitch that was, I've never heard it slow and it was really awesome. Uh, I don't know if they'll start working it in like the slow llama, but the slow funky bitch, anybody that, uh, you know, I, I think it might be on re-listen, but it's, it's definitely worth a listen. It was incredible. Got me in the mood. I think it did. And it got me in the mood too. And that show starting off with set one with 46 days and party time really got the crowd going, got me going. Oh, absolutely. For, for me, um, you know, I mean, that just the fact that the first set was happening and I think, hell, I think we waited two years for those shows. I mean, it, it was it was so cathartic and just being being able to just let it all out. And, you know, it, it uh, this first set for me, um, you know, the. I couldn't really believe I was there until almost the end of the first set. I mean, when when they uh, when they did the Pebbles and Marbles and then absolutely destroyed the place before a set break with Karini, I mean, come on now, <laughs> just out of control, out of control. And uh, I definitely recommend this version of Karini. I had an extra set of teeth. It sure did, but. I want to hear again how you reacted to, to day two of Dix. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was and, sitting next to you, but uh, I think I think our listeners would love to hear Dwayne. Well, uh, basically, uh, the the highlight of everything for me of the probably the highlight of my fish career to this point after twenty nine years of chasing these these guys around. I finally got my alumni blues and you know it i was sitting with some people that we met in the hotel by the pool earlier in the day and you know i'm not really one for calling tunes i i'm not really good at it and i, I half-heartedly said at the table yeah i'd love to get my alumni blues and not only do would I love to get it, but I'd love to get it as an opener. And it, it happened. It just, it unfolded in front of me and just, it was insane. I, from the first notes, I knew what it was and I just started to cry. And I will attest to the fact that you were walking on cloud nine even after the show. <laughs> yeah just having gone your your white whale having caught your white whale you were certainly uh shaking for the rest of the night 
Uh, yeah, shaking doesn't even continue to or accurately describe what was happening. I, I was <laughs> vibrating. I was, um, it just, and the, the fact that I, I think the very next tune was Turtle in the Clouds. And there are people on tour and from my UMass days that don't even know my real name. They just know me as Turtle. So it was like, Fish was talking to me, man. Everybody has those moments where, hey, Fish was talking to me. Well, on 9-4, Fish was talking to me. <laughs> that was my message. Fish was in was definitely talking to you. And for the rest of the night, you were definitely vibrating with love and light. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Definitely not ashamed to admit it, man. It, it Still, I mean... Now I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to be one of those guys that, you know, picks a new tune to chase, or if now that um, I got it, I'm just going to surrender to the flow <laughs> and just say, you know, they're going to play what they're going to play. Um, as, as to, you know, what direction I'm going to take with that, I still haven't decided, but I'm super excited now. Um, that for this summer, you and I are going, you know, your one of your dreams is to see East Coast fish. I've known this just from being your friend and, you know, talking to you offline. But I, I think even the folks on Quadraphonic may know this. Let, let's talk about about uh, the East Coast tour in a, in a little bit. I still haven't talked about Sacramento. Sure. I was just going to say that I'm excited that, you know, every show that I'm going to attend, you'll be there with me. Like I was just saying that I did go to see Fish at the Golden One Center with some friends for a friend's birthday. And it was the first time I had ever seen a concert in one of those private boxes. And it was a party in the box, so to speak. <laughs> How does one contain a party in a box? I need to know this. I don't think there's any way that you can contain a party in the box. Um, you know, we were dancing and playing around and eating and drinking and being merry and just being in love with the band that we were with and seeing each other. Some of us hadn't met each other yet, only during the... Um, you know, the whole pandemic situation, we met each other and became close uh, first over Facebook and Zoom, but uh, hugging everybody and put uh, and putting our arms around each other was such a nice. Treat. I got to tell you, physical contact is definitely a good thing uh, when you can high five, shake a hand, give a hug. It's it's magic. It's unbelievable. And I can't say enough about uh, the Golden One Center. It was lovely. It was state-of-the-art, and everything in the box was great. Um, and our band was off the Tell floor. me about their ADA, brother. Uh, well, I actually didn't deal with the ADA because I was in the special VIP reserve box, which had its own entrance. And there were, it had its own elevator. 
up to the top. It was real nice and it even had its old own bar up there where I saw our wonderful friend Elise Alishant and once I got to the box they have waiters and waitresses who could take care of us all night. There, there you go. That's uh that's 88 to the nth degree when you get in private care. And hugs to boot. To boot to boot. <laughs> so I did see only one other show on that fall winter fall tour. Um, I saw them a couple nights later at the um, Los Angeles Great Western Forum in Englewood. And might I say that it was fantastic to be there. Not only to be there to hear them cover L.A. Woman, but it was, fa it was fantastic to see other friends we had become friends with. Some of my friend, local friends from Los Angeles were there. It was amazing. I do want to give a shout out to Ryan Wyman from Driving All the Way from Maine and to Lori Tui Sky who drove all the way out from North Carolina. We had a great time and I was there with my buddy Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Rubenstein. So we had a wonderful time that night and as always, CK5 was was on fire gotta love it and man anytime you get to spend time with uh mr wyman he he's a good dude and you know we're, we're gonna actually the both of us are gonna hook up with him during the summer so that's great uh so the other thing that i want to share with our listeners is about my experience at fish mexico now it was the first time that i ever went to mexico to see fish and I gotta say that CID really knows how to take care of us. And Fish knows how to take care of us. It was such an amazing experience. And I was so happy uh, from the second I got onto my plane with some friends in LA at LAX to getting off the plane and seeing the whole Moon Palace Resort. So I gotta say, it was unbelievable seeing this resort and all the fans that came to Mexico. I was just blown away. I didn't know what to expect going there for the first time, but it was wonderful. CID did a fantastic job as always and Fish just knocked it out of the park by giving us an amazing uh, four-song set the first night. It was amazing. Uh, that's um, uh, they they always seem to do something special down there, and I mean it, it's. I had serious FOMO watching from the couch, man. But it was cool to have you as like a boots on the ground reporter. You know, you would Facetime me at strategic times in the day and you know every once in a while you'd hit me up you know before you were going in or i i really i felt like i was involved and uh it, it was really cool um as far as you know you getting around down there um tell people about um you know your situation as far as moving from place to place and you know because i've been on the fence about mexico for a couple years and um you know, I, I really, I think I want to get my passport and do it. I've been inspired to try. 
Well, I will say this is that Moon Palace is a very, very, very big resort. That being said, Moon Palace took care of many of my needs. As most people would either walk from venue to pool or from pool to pool, from restaurant to restaurant, from pool party, it was, they could take golf carts. I would end up, I pretty much had to take golf carts. If there were different, like bus stations more or less, and those bus stations made it very easy to get uh, to get from place to place. However, many times I couldn't get I couldn't walk to the bus station to catch either the CID bus to go to the venue or the golf cart to take me to the pool. I did find one pool that had a ramp for me to to get into the water. So I was thrilled about that, but uh, and the platform that was set up, the ADA accessible platform was set up uh, near the in the venue so that I could watch the concert. It was nice being on the raised level and having waiters and waitresses taking care of me and those others in the accessible stands, but it did. It, it was uh, quite disappointing to be so far back from the band. That being said, though, I was there. And it was incredible. I tried using my walker on the sand, but I couldn't do it. My tires were too thin and they didn't have accessible uh, walkers for the beach, uh, accessible wheelchairs for the beach there. But um, I did made it down to the beach with the, the help of my uh, roommate, Scotty G. Scott, and I did, Scotty G, and I did, and the, uh, the Boone Palace staff helped me down. We went to, Scotty and I went to a, uh, it was a, I guess it was a shaman on the water and celebrating uh, the coffee and it was real, real nice. Um, I didn't get all the way down to put my hands in the water or not, but I was able to sit on the on the sand and they were able to help me get down and help me get up and I was able to put my take my shoes my shoes off. It put my sand in the feet and it was a dream come true. All right, man. Well, that, that's something in and of itself. If you got some Mexico sand between your toes, man, that, uh, that aids in, uh, building the memories. And I mean, that, that's why we chase this crazy band around is to make the memories. So that's what it's all about, man. I, and thank you so much. I mean, even though I didn't make it down there with you, you made me feel like I was part of the situation, you know, just when, when you touch base and, you know, just kind of checked in on occasion, it, it was really cool. I felt, felt like I was there on, you know, a couple occasions when you called. So it was great. And I'm, I'm glad you basically said yes to the adventure. You know what I mean? Cause 
I know as someone who's got a disability, you know, traveling to not only traveling far away from home, but to a foreign country, um, you know, there's a little extra apprehension that goes into it, at least for me. I can't speak for you, but, you know, you, you don't know what ADA is going to be like in a foreign nation. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. But, you know, um, in, in America, I mean, every venue is different. So um, it, I imagine, you know, in, in Mexico, they... Um, not sure i mean did you see many other um folks with visible physical disabilities um you know what about some of the other people you met what were they what uh were they saying around you and i know you said you met some new friends down there well i definitely made some friends with a bunch of people the accessibility platform some because they were there every night and those people had physical challenges, mental challenges. Some were uh, permanently disabled like myself. Some were uh, in a boot or something. They were only partially temporarily disabled from their car accident or something like that. But the one thing that was universal to all the people that I met on that platform was that they truly cared about other people on the platform. When someone went to the bathroom, which was right on the other, which was right down the ramp from our platform, they would they would hold your seats. And if you weren't, you know, if you weren't there the next night, or if you were there a little late, they would make sure that your seats were held most of the time. That's pretty awesome, right there. So you didn't have to worry about Wooks taking up your real estate. <laughs> no, I did not. And the nice thing about it was they gave us a wristband on the first night for myself and Scott, my caregiver and my buddy. And we were, we were able to keep them on all weekends so that we didn't have to deal with it all weekend. And there was an accessible entrance into the venue. So even when it would get packed, everyone in the regular line would scoot to uh, would scoot to one side to let myself oh. to to let me buy. See that that's awesome. They got to implement something like that uh, when we go to Dick's, man. They came close this year, but um, you know um, when when we went in our usual gate, when they put us in that that little holding pen. Uh, in the beginning, that's the first time they ever did that. But Mexico actually gave you an actual ADA entrance, huh? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It was nice. It was real nice. So, Al, once we got through the doors at Dick's, man, we had, we had to make a beeline for guest services, get our wristbands, and then we, we kind of messed up because we told all our friends to meet us um beforehand at, at a water wheel but they switched it up on us and put water wheel on the whole other side of the venue <laughs> this year so water wheel was kind of in the beginning of things but when we got over to near guest services section 129 was our jam and that that's where we had to tell all our friends to meet us and you know it was it was awesome having a conga line for hugs dude it and, sure uh, was 
I think it, it they was incredible. It, I think they moved Waterwheel. I can't say for sure, but I think they moved Waterwheel to the other side due to COVID concerns and this and that. But also, they set up a new beard uh, beer stand right in section one twenty nine with those pallets of beer, uh, kegs of beer. Um, yeah, one twenty nine. They made. They had uh, kegs and cases of water. Made made it kind of tough to get around a little bit, but uh, we made it happen. We turned it into some dance space. And that's why night two with Dix, we were in section one thirty. Yeah, we we uh, we backed it off a little. So that being said, um, I I don't know. Um, I'm glad that you were able to do a little more exploration because I mean. It's fairly amazing, um, you know, just ma making the, the trip out to Dick's. I mean, the fact that I, I've been out there four times and I want to publicly thank you on our airway, airwaves for uh, saving me a spot to make my fifth trip, man. That was absolutely unexpected and incredibly beautiful. It's what a gesture of friendship, man to uh, save a fortnight for me. So thank you. You're welcome, Dwayne. It's my pleasure and thank you for coming. But we're also gonna be seeing some other shows together this this spring, summer. We're going to Great Woods, Banger, Maine, MPP, and of course, Dix. Yep, so um, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I don't mean to cut you off. Well, I was also going to say that I will be at AC as well. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Madison Square Garden for the first time because of those rescheduled New Year's dates. You know, only fish has the power to change when New Year's is. <laughs> they built the time machine in 1995. So that's how that's going to work. And uh, it's, I've, I feel super happy for you that you're going to get a three-set night. Um, super jealous that I'm not going to those shows, but you know what? I just, I'm going to wait my turn for the summer, and I, I think it's going to be off the chain. And you know that I'll be doing my check-in with you, so it'll be like you're there with me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait. I just hope that, uh, you know, they... They pull out something spectacular that um, the rumor is they're going to still be doing a New Year's gag. Can't wait to see what that's going to be. Um, and I mean, if you um, the ADA at MSG was hands down some of the finest. Um, you know, I I was able to uh, pass off the phone number to you for you to get in touch with. ADA services ahead of time, which is always a bonus. Um, I worked with a lovely woman named Sarah there last time that uh, that I was at MSG um, for the dozen. Uh, I caught the last three of the dozen and then uh, New Year's in 2017, 2018. And um, you're, you're in for a really, really great experience. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to this summer and this spring. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great, man. The fact the fact that you're gonna actually be able to live your East Coast dream is pretty awesome. You're gonna become East Coast Al. 
<laughs> I'm living a life beyond the dream. Well, it's the summer vow, right? It's the summer vow, just like yep, just like the summer of George. <laughs> yeah, for all you Seinfeld fans out there, it's the summer of George. And for our first song for this episode, I picked Catapult from September 5th, 2021. It's an absolutely unreal catapult sandwiched in between a simple and a meat stick that absolutely should not be missed.
my white whale that I actually got in Colorado, September 4th, 2021. The song I've been chasing for 29 years. Alumni Blues into Letter to Jimmy Page. Back into Alumni Blues. I absolutely lost it. And you know, I'll never be the same after this one. chosen a song that was played for the first time on October 15, 2021 at the Golden One Center in Sacramento where I was celebrating Elisa Alishan's birthday in, in the private suite. The song is And So To Bed. The first time they played this since it was the opening track on 
Green Dolphin Street demo in 1985 and was later released on the white tape in 1986.
our fourth and final song of this episode. I chose Fat Man in a Bathtub from 22722 in Cancun, Mexico at the Moon Palace. It was a live bust out that hasn't been played since December 30, 2010 or 386 shows.
an additional thank you in this episode for uh, the re-listen recordings. Thank you to Ryan Stearns, DJ Fraze, and Adam Downs. And I'd like to end this episode with a special dedication to my mom, Linda C. Boyd, who ended her battle with dementia last night on April 16th, 2022. Please donate what you can to the Dementia Society of America at www.dementiasociety.org. I love you, Mom. On the lot, we get Quadraphonic. This episode of Quadraphonic was produced by Al Croft, Dwayne Boyd, and Elisa Aleshant. Special thanks go out to Don Polson for the Quadraphonic graphic and Dan Cormier, composer of the Quadraphonic funk theme. Thanks for listening. Quadraphonic.